When they were young, the world seemed so much fun. It's on this day with backseat coaches. Another day, another on this day. 3rd of May today, and we're going back to the year 2000, the millennium. Do you remember the millennium? Uh, yes, vaguely. Yeah, same. Very I don't vaguely. Have, I don't have great memories of it. I thought Y2K, you might. Y2K, innit? Yeah, it was all that, there was all that Y2K stuff, but I don't really remember that much about it. Some people apparently uh, went absolutely mad for it. Yeah, they took all their money out of cash machines, yeah. thought planes were going to drop out the sky. Yeah, and then nothing happened. Nothing, because... Yeah. If you've written, uh, yeah, it's, it's just two zeros. It's just a number. And oh. what? Yeah. <laughs> and the computer's just like, uh, we'll take you over later. Uh, we don't, it's not our time yet. <laughs> so 3rd of May 2000, just after the millennium, Y2K had failed. And on the 3rd of May 2000, the sport of geocaching was begun. Oh, that far, that far back. Yeah. So the, it was in sort of the nascent days of geolocation. Um, they they really hadn't sort of pinpointed it quite yet. I remember the first time I heard of geocaching. I was I just finished uni, so it had been about twenty eleven. Yeah, um, and I had like one of my my first ever smartphone, this little HTC thing, and it just it did not have the capability, like the the geotechnology in it, geolocation technology, and it was not good enough. To yeah, do proper geocaching, like it would it would get you within it'd like, like it take four days to catch up. Yeah, and it would get you within like 200 meters of where it is. And you're like, well, this is no good. I can't find it in here. <laughs> yeah, so I, maybe I was a bit behind because I was pretty poor at the time. So that could, probably wasn't fully up to date. But in 2000, I think it would have been tough to do yeah. geocaching. Absolutely. I think it's more to... orienteering, isn't it? Yes. So that that is. <laughs> I was going to ask you whether you thought geocaching was a sport because it was described on the website I was looking at as a sport. I'm not sure whether geocaching is a sport, really. It, well, it depends. Like if it was a competition, then you might have to run between yeah, caches, and then, yeah. and then, and then, and then, then there is a sporting aspect because you can improve at that. Yeah. Do you think they do do competitions? Like, like, just everyone gets into a town and they have to get five geocaches or whatever, and then come back. Oh, I don't like know. That that might be worth looking at for a WWE, yeah. though. Yeah, that is a good one, isn't it? I think that's, that's actually quite a fun idea. I quite like to do that. I used to like Geo- orienteering. Yeah, geocaching competitions. You can write that down, eh? Take a little note. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't, don't forget. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it started in May 2000. It was started by a guy called Dave Ulmer, who lived in Beaver Creek, Oregon. Um, Not Dave Geocache. No, no, he didn't name after himself, no. Uh the cache was found within three days. Oh, no, sorry. It was found twice within three days. First found wow. by a guy called Mike Teague. Um, it had been posted on like a, a university like developer thing, like a, a computer developers. Surprise, surprise. It was developed by computer developers. Um, and nerd. Yeah, yeah <laughs> effectively. It is quite a nerd. Come on, get out the house, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come find. Do you want to guess what was in the first cache? Um, oh, it'd be something really simple or nerdy. Mm. Was it? Was it a piece of piece of like C sharp code? <laughs> Would you <laughs> believe? Said, well done. <laughs> Would you believe there was actually a piece of software 
held in the cache. It was on, I guess, they burned it to a CD or something. And yes, there was. There was some coding in there. Uh, uh, the cache was a black plastic bucket that he'd partially buried. Uh, it contained a piece of software, some videos, which I don't know if it means like VHS videos, do you think? Were they still around in 2000? No, it's probably, well, they probably were, but they weren't being used. No, were DVD, we had were DVDs. DVDs are they sort of taken off by 2000? I can't really remember. Well, how old was I in 2000? I was 11. Were we still watching? I think it might have been in the sort of interim period for DVDs. I think we might have still been using videos. No, 13. 13. Yeah, I think I might have had some DVDs. Yeah, I think it was sort of the the technology was coming. And I guess if anyone was going to have it, these guys would have had it. So they, they probably were DVDs, but they were early days DVDs, probably. Um, he put some books in there, some money, a can of beans, and a slingshot. No, this, is, this isn't a geocache. This is a treasure chest. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just been put out there and then like X marks the spot, I guess. Maybe that was what he intended it to be, some sort of treasure yeah. map. I guess that's that's kind of what geocaching is. Quite a lot of them these days are like little film canisters, aren't they? The old... Yeah, uh, a thirty-five mil film from. You can't fit much treasure in there. No, you can't, which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the geocache and most of its contents were eventually destroyed by a lawnmower, unfortunately. No, no, buried too well. Yeah, well, maybe not well enough because it was like it was still in the grass, I guess. Um, <laughs> but the can of beans was salvaged. It was the only item to be salvaged. And then it was turned into a trackable item. Have you heard about these? Is this where they move, like, you pick yes. it up and then you move it somewhere yes. and, and put a new geolocation on it? Yeah. And so then somebody it, finds it and moves it somewhere else. They quite often now have trackers in them. I guess in those oh. days they probably didn't. But um, now that, yeah, they have a tracker so people can see where it is around the world and you can see how it's been moved and who's moved it and everything. Um, but in these days, I think it was just literally someone picked it up from one cache and then i don't know moved to the next city and then put it in that cache and it they tried to move it along that way that's kind of one of the things that geocaching is about isn't it it's all about community and just fun like silly things like that seeing how far you can get things to move and that i quite like it for that aspect i do i think it's really cool yeah i'd like to do more geocaching than i do i've done like i've done it a bit but i've never really done it properly you can't do it at the moment well, I could do it in my house, <laughs> bury him in the garden. <laughs> Dig up the floorboards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so there is another geocache and plaque uh, called the original Stras- Stash Tribute plaque that now sit at the site. Um, oh, that's the, nice. The original can of beans, which is sort of written in like capitalized letters as if it's a god, um, are now exhibited around the world at geocaching events oh, so if there's geocaching events there's bound to be geocaching competitions yeah you'd think so wouldn't yeah. you so we need to start training up bruv. yeah start getting Sh- our surely just on. buy a better phone as well well that's probably yeah that's the starting <laughs> point isn't it <laughs> yeah you learn something new in isolation every day don't you what are, what's the sign off is that right <laughs> every day every every week every, every week i was gonna say every week so, sometimes you learn something new <laughs> not today but sometimes you do <laughs> when they were young the world 
seems so much fun. It's only stay with taxi coaches.